Welcome to the UFC Commentaries. I'm Chris Horwardell, joined by Greg Crone. This week we're going to be doing UFC 2. Gregory, great response to uh, the nonsense that we put out last week. I know. I was super, uh, super excited to see a lot of the different reviews and and stuff and sort of the reaction to to the first uh, attempt at this. So it's definitely cool to see. Big thanks to everybody who took the time to both rate and review us. Uh, if you haven't done so and, you know, you have a positive thing to say, feel free to go to iTunes, rate, and review us. Certainly could not encourage that more. It helps us out a ton, helps us climb the climb the charts. And, uh, you know, we've done pretty well even in these first three episodes. We've cracked the top 200 in the sports professional category, you know, three or four times. And uh, it's all a big thanks to, to you, the listener. So this week we're going to be doing UFC 2 no way out and uh <laughs> and because nobody wants to sit here for some 15 fights uh we're gonna skip the opening round and jump right into the quarterfinals and uh gregory you said the first quarterfinal match we're going to be looking at is pat smith versus scott morris correct exactly yeah i mean we figured you know uh, we're doing exactly kind of what the ufc did when this originally aired on pay-per-view back in the day uh, they when they first come in like they cut through the first it was a 16 man uh, 16 man tournament so you know you're talking about a ton of fights they uh, basically just did all they did seven fights and then came in with uh, one last opening round fight when it started but essentially cut into the quarterfinals and sort of the meat of the uh, the tournament makes the most sense all right well let's do it let's start with Pat Smith versus Scott Morris UFC two uh, are you queued up and ready to go Gregory oh I'm I'm more than ready. All right, I am uh, I'm one second in. Where are you at? One second in. All right, let's go. We're gonna now kicking off UFC two. <laughs> Super exciting. Well, what? what's what's crazy is is uh, you know, the the nineties of this. Yes. Like, is so ridiculous. Yeah, this guy looks like he's getting ready to arm wrestle Sylvester Stallone in uh, over the top. There, <laughs> there's there's a uh, there's a like early '90s, a hardcore metal band look to him and yeah. his entire his entire outfit. This, I love the cut sleeves. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't said who this is yet because I don't know because I haven't been shown. Uh, apparently, this is Scott Morris, and <laughs> his fighting style is exotics. What does that mean? I, to be honest, I have no idea. I don't know what that means. He's probably some sort of karate or striking. I guess. I mean, he won. He won his opening round bout via a uh, a guillotine style choke. Okay. That's um, awesome. So I mean, I mean, he definitely has some sort of fighting ability, but I don't know. And now, now we have Pat Smith coming out, which uh, obviously um, anyone who listened to the first or has ever seen UFC one knows Pat Smith was a participant in UFC one, sure. lost in the uh, semifinals to to Mr. Ken Shamrock at UFC one. Yeah, and what was not a competitive bout? No, no, very, very dominant uh, performance for Shamrock. You would think that Pat Smith is ready to go now, you know, after that experience. Well, he looks is, ready. Yeah, he does look ready in this introduction. They're not giving us uh, heights, weights, or where the people are from in this UFC, too. I guess that's going to be shrouded in mystery, but Pat Smith's <laughs> intro. It's, it's like, this is like an MTV kind of introduction. It is. It's very like uh, like global guts looking. <laughs> All right. Well, Joe Buck Senior's back. Good to see you. Uh, the G Man. Oh wow. G Man. Rich Goins is uh, has branded himself the G Man for UFC 2000. 
That's incredibly exciting. I'm shocked that didn't that didn't stick. You would think that's, uh, that branding branding yourself like that would certainly you know propel you into to future announcing stardom. Here's a question: Who has had a more successful career, uh, Rich Goins or the other guy who originally uh, did the first season of American Idol with Ryan Seacrest? Dinkelman. I can't Dunkelman. remember that guy's name. Oh, Dunkelman. Dunkelman. Yeah, there it is. Uh, I don't know, honestly. I would have to say Dunkelman because he probably still has a little bit to live off of. And American <laughs> Idol was so huge. But, I mean, if you asked any modern-day UFC fan who the original announcer was for these original UFCs, I don't think there's anybody that could really remember. That's think, tough. That's a tough one. I think people only know Brian Dunkelman because of it. It's just a, a weird little trivia yeah, and he's got that weird last name. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They certainly needed two people to host American Idol. So. <laughs> it was a good two-person gig. Understandable. Uh, after, you know, me and Nick Fiorello turned it Oh, down. here we go. All right, Scott Morris, six foot, 208 pounds. We don't know where from versus uh, Pat Smith, 262-219. So Pat Smith got a two-inch advantage. Oh, right into it. Yeah, they wasted little time. Right into Sc- it. Scott uh, Morris immediately in bad position. This yeah, is just not good. Big kick to the forehead from Pat Smith. This is this is one of the more aggressive fights that we've seen for sure. This is a weird. Oh my! This yeah, seems that's like a mauling. Be ended right. This might, he might be dead. <laughs> he he definitely didn't last long. All right, that... well, Pat Smith was not messing around. Got on top. Uh, just started beating him with a fury of punches and elbows, and things were stopped and. Oh my! Uh, Scott, Scott Morris is worse for the wear here. That is definitely safe to say. Re- referee. Oh, I forgot. This is the first sighting of Big John McCarthy, uh, as at the referee helm, helping helping Scott Morris to his feet. Um, Big John looking buff as ever, oh honestly. Oh, in was, UFC two. That was a violent, violent. Yeah, those match. those elbows from the top were just vicious, like just really, really bad. Smith got on and it was it was over. Uh, whatever. I mean, Scott, I don't remember his name. It didn't last <laughs> so long. Scott Morris, uh, older, more successful brother of Zach Morris, just <laughs> he charged in at Pat Smith, and not then, not exactly the best game plan. <laughs> and then it was over. Smith's just on top of him, has total control, just punches and elbows to the face. I mean, oh to be honest, Scott Scott Morris, when he when he got into full mount, he tried his best to hold Pat Smith down, but there was just nothing. Oh. He had nothing for him. Smith's just way too powerful. There's blood everywhere, oh. huge cuts. I mean, it's that's that's a rough one. That's a rough one to watch for anybody. Yeah, and in the slow motion, it looks like it could have been worse because it seems like Pat Smith actually didn't land a couple of those punches that he threw. Dude, good to see good to see young Rick Patino here working the. Uh, <laughs> The, the the mic to interview Pat Smith after the fight. Really, I was gonna go Mario Lopez. You could do that. That's fine. I went <laughs> I went slick back hair. That that's what gave me uh gave me the Patino vibe. Well, Lopez I'm, again saying was Saved by the Bell. Lopez. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh my, uh, Pat Smith. This is a a vicious man, and that is that is fight number one. What are what's our next fight, Greg? We're gonna move on to Johnny Rhodes. And uh, Fred Edish. All right, which is right under it, so that works out very nicely for me. Which uh, Edish was a injury replacement uh, okay. for the guy that actually won the first round. Um, the the guy that actually won the first round fight was a guy by the name of uh, 
Frank Hamaker. Sure. Um, he, I, I watched part of that fight earlier just to get a uh, sort of a feel for that first round. Uh-huh. And uh, he looked like, uh, you know the guy on the couch uh, from Half-Baked? Yeah. Like Stephen Wright? That's what it is. That That's who he sort of looked like with a little mm-hmm. bit longer hair. Very frazzled. You could tell uh, after his grueling victory, there wasn't he didn't have a lot left and had to be replaced by Mr. Edish here. Is that just a he took himself out, or is that a decision made by whatever governing body they had at this point? I didn't I didn't really follow it that heavy, but at the at the time I believe it would be a camp's call because there really wasn't a ton of sanctioning in these. Gotcha. So he won, but if we let him fight again, he's probably going to die. Exactly. One of those uh, fatigue situations. All right. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's queue up this Johnny Rhodes-Fred Edish fight, <clears throat> and I'm uh, ready to go whenever you are. Yep, I'm at one second. I'll let's hit play. It. Let's do that. <clears throat> these, uh, these opening titles are absolutely illegible. <laughs> <clears throat> what? You mean like the... Uh... Uh, Whatever that precursor is, I, yeah. I cannot read that at all. It's not good. All right, well, karate, that flashed on the screen. <laughs> not sure what it relates to just yet, but all right. You know what? With the Save by the Bell theme, the graphic color looks like what you would picture in like a cutscene exactly. from one uh, from one to another. It's very, very Save by the Bellish. All right, Johnny Rhodes coming out, looking looking good, looking strong. What, looks, the, looks prepared. That, uh, I, I, sure. I mean, he was in he was in a grueling, grueling opening round matchup uh, that lasted 12 minutes and 13 seconds, and to this point, oh boy. was the longest fight in UFC history. Oh boy! Um, well, he looks, yeah, he looks so, pretty good for having dealt with the 12 minute fight. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he looks like a dude that's in shape for sure. Fred Edish, your local math teacher. Yeah, um, Chuck Norris's younger, less talented brother. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, he's ready to go though. He looks, he looks composed. He's got his gi on, well, not fooling around. Here's the thing: is these are the guys who they just it, like one blow knockouts. Like you don't think he's serious, but he look well. First of all, Edish does not look like he fared so well in that first round. It looks like he's got a little, a little shiner on his uh, right eye. Oh, you mean uh, Rhodes? Uh, yeah, maybe. No, 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 no. The, the, the white gentleman. Edish. No, and Mr. Edish is an injury replacement, so he didn't even have a fight. So he may he may oh, have got hurt in warm-ups. Oh, interesting, interesting. He, I, I he may have gotten hurt in warm-ups. But you'd think not having to fight in that first round, you'd have the advantage. Yeah, I mean, real benefit. Jumped right into the quarterfinals. Yeah, which is one of the, which is one of the problems with tournament-style fighting when you have injury replacements. It actually came up in... Uh, Bellator had a had a tournament for the light heavyweight championship. They had a, a just a four guy tournament, but one of the fights, the guy that won couldn't compete, so they had to replace him with someone else for the final. So that guy basically got an automatic bid into a final. Yeah, it doesn't without fair. having to fight. He it, lost anyway, but well, still. Well, yeah, that doesn't really seem fair. Yeah, it's it's a little tough to to do that. All right. Well, Goins is making his announcements. We're getting ready for this. Eager, Johnny, eager Johnny to see Bruce, this. Fred Edish battle. Uh, <laughs> it, like... It's very. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, it's very funny to go back and look at these when I haven't seen them in forever. Uh, just to see, like, the, 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 just the guys in it. It's just regular dudes. There's just a ton of regular guys. Big John's still our, our official for UFC today. I, yeah, he's, he's still he, – he, he's a guy who you're going to see doing most of your stance? high profile. What is the stance I, by Eddish? I have no idea. It, I mean – It's got to it, be a karate thing, but – Yeah, but just not as – he's not as, Ooh. like, open. He's not as he, – he's definitely got open hips, but his legs aren't as spread as you would see some of your modern-day karate, karate stuff. You know what it kind of looks like? You know when you teach kids to play basketball and you have them, like, for some reason – when they're dribbling with the right hand, their left hand is like held up so it doesn't actually. Oh yeah, guard hand. That's kind of yeah. what it is. He's kind of got that going on, and he's getting pounded. Absolutely. I mean, you see destroyed. him. You see him take that first punch, and he does not look like he wants to be in there. No. Now it's just a lot of just kicking from the ground, trying not to. Like, I mean, this, giant this is not. This is this is a very interesting technique. The <laughs> lay on your side and throw kicks towards the guy's thigh. I guess I don't know. I mean, this not, is a bad. Not oh, exactly I knew that was going to be a bad idea. Yeah, I wouldn't try he and bring him, him in. in. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't draw him in. I'm keeping him as far away as possible. Is, <laughs> is this gonna get called? Because we have four minutes left. Gonna... I don't know. I mean, Edish sort of protecting himself and not really fighting back. I mean, and, he's and... getting punched in the, like top of the spine, elbowed, and kneed in the face repeatedly. Yeah, those those knees to the down opponent. They come up a lot in the old school UFC, and they are. They are dangerous. Giant cut on yeah. Edish's face. Yeah, do you think – I was going to mention that because there was already a decent amount of blood in the ring from the previous fight. Do you think that's a little bit daunting when you take you take the ring and there is just you know pools of blood? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I think when you, when you walk in there and you see just like basically the carnage that was in there previous, if you're already a nervous fighter like going into it and you're, you're – you know, and I'm sure – with any any fighter that goes into the cage has to have some sort of nerves. Yeah. You know, even the most confident guy. When you walk in and you just see like blood stains everywhere, it's gotta be gotta be nerve wracking. Well, the best the best thing that's going on here for Edish is that Pat Smith seems to be tiring. <laughs> Johnny Rhodes, same. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Wait, what? <laughs> this is he's fighting Johnny Rhodes. All right. So okay. So you're right, Johnny Rhodes. Yeah, whatever. Okay, I see. Close you, you can see Doesn't where I, that, you can I mean, see where I made that mistake. Sure, I can. Edish giving up his back and, but not really taking a ton of, of punishment at this point. But he's in, this looks like a sleeper. He's got a sleeper. Yeah, little, and like modified choke. This is a Mister Perfect you know, sleeper. The Mister Perfect sleeper. That's exactly what this is. <laughs> and it looks like the mouthpiece from Edish is out. There's a, and a, just, lot, a lot of blood came with it. A lot of blood stains. A lot of blood. He's going to have to really use some bleach on that gi. <laughs> Absolutely. Mike's just want to throw that one out. Yeah, that that might be one you retire uh, or frame. Okay, so it looks like he tapped. Know. He tapped. And, uh, yeah, Big John going to separate him. Johnny Rhodes gets the Advancing victory. to the semifinals. Did not, uh, did not really struggle too much there. It didn't seem like Edish landed many blows at all the majority of the match was spent with edish on the ground frantically kicking trying to keep this guy from getting on top of him and i mean i don't don't know those laying on the ground side kicks to to rose's thigh really might have uh, really might have did some lasting damage so let me tell you something when i when i moved to california i needed to you know i didn't have my car yet and we got 
okay, I don't know if I want to admit this on the air, but Best Buy might have accidentally delivered me two televisions well, when, I, when I purchased one. It's all hypothetical. Exactly. If if this happened, let's if I happened to change the delivery the day before and they, for whatever reason, didn't up, update it and accidentally delivered me a second television, hypothetically, of course – um, I needed to I needed to return one because I don't need two I don't need two you know 65 inch televisions that's ridiculous so I returned one and I I, I hear myself as I'm saying this in, that you, I'm going to end this right now and not admit to defrauding a corporation. <laughs> <laughs> well, understandable. But I will just say that I might have needed a ride to, to take that television back, so I hired some guy in Craigslist and he looked a heck of a lot like Fred Edish. <laughs> I like how that's where that went. That's where that's I was going work. with it. Yeah, that's exactly where yeah. I was going with it. His name is Jack, by the way. I see him at well, Walmart, I see him at Walmart every once in a while, and it's very uncomfortable. I'm sure it is. When whenever you uh, you end up doing stuff like that, it's it's definitely going to be when you see per- people after that. Yeah. It's super awkward. He was a weird dude. He was. A, I can only imagine. Weird guy. I decided to. I decided I would Uber home instead of waiting for him. <laughs> Having him wait for me and drive me home, as was the, yeah, the plan. Probably, probably a good idea. All right, well, that's uh, that's Johnny Rhodes advancing over Fred Edish. What is our next fight up? Uh, we're going to have Orlando Veet, which is W-E-I-T. Interesting. Remco? And Remco Pardue. I, lo- I like it. I like it. It's an exciting fight. Also, I just want to mention this. I said this last week. Oh, this is going to be a short one, huh? All right, tell me when you're ready. I am at one second. Let's go. So I mentioned this last week, and, um, oh, interesting. Here, Here's the here's the subtle tank I was looking for for my Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers announced that, well, center Jalil Okafor and small forward Robert Covington will be shut down for the remainder of the season. Subtle tank? Let's literally shut down our entire team. Well, it's subtle in that Okafor actually helps us lose games, whereas Covington is one of our best players. Yeah. All right, Look so, at Orlando V. Yeah, this is a scary Just guy. But ready this is, to go. This is what I was going to mention, that um, the UFC continues their uh, tradition, at least so far, that I mentioned last week. <laughs> it's... It's white guy versus black guy in the early round matchups, or at least, you know, one minority versus another. Yeah, but they didn't set these rounds up. These are winners from previous rounds. Look, I'm just saying that this is what's going on. All right, so Remco, Remco's got a little cut already. And the the part of me that likes blood and violence is kind of excited about that, because it seems like that's going to be far easier to open up than having to just, you know, create a new cut. So, yeah, I mean, he, he spent almost 10 minutes in uh, in his first fight inside the cage, so certainly certainly some wear and tear showing. Pretty excited about that. I like uh, the blood is the most interesting part. Oh, yeah, I do. I, I love these uh, these random, like, interviews that they show. This is this actually might be my favorite part, like, Hey, do a quick move real quick and then tell us all about yourself. Yeah, Remco Pardo is a – he's a grappler. That's yeah. What, that's what we learned from the Save by the Bell introduction. They, they, they give you that great little judo throw. G-Man! G-Man's back. <laughs> I mean he gets a lot of FaceTime. It's very funny, like looking towards future events. Like 
they never they they show Bruce Buffer for maybe five seconds to, uh, for him to say like we are live and like that. But when he's actually talking about the fighter, a lot of them a lot of the cuts end up being on to the fighter while he's talking. Yeah, as they should the, be. The UFC is giving a ton of face time to Rich Goins. Yeah, Rich Goins was an early investor in the UFC, is what I'm guessing. Yeah, he absolutely had to have been. Right, so Remco, Pardue, sitting there, head uh, head down, focused, ready to go. Back to Goins, because, you know, why not? Gotta get his face on TV. That's how you sell fights. Yeah, it's uh, I tune in for Rich Goins. <laughs> and the other gentleman is uh, Orlando Veit, you said? Yeah, that's basically the way it's pronounced. You gotta remember, for those listening, we don't have any audio on, so I am not uh, privy to the exact pronunciations of their names. This dude is... Uh, He's a little dude, but boy, he is a he is a, a solidly built gentleman. Oh wow, giant discrepancy: five ten, one seventy for Vite, six four, two sixty for Pardo, and uh, and the fight is on. This is I, don't I mean, know, this is interesting. I, don't, I would be scared of this dude. I mean, if you think about it, it's sort of like a uh, David versus Goliath. I mean, he's got him by a ton of weight, and he's much taller, so you got to imagine the reach is a lot higher. Very quick judo throw. Got him down. And he's down. Got him down, but he's at least, it seems like Vite is at least doing a better job than Edish was once a, oh, or Pardo might try to break his arm is what seems <laughs> like is going on here. Pardo is a jiu-jitsu practitioner, so, I mean, or at least with the judo, so he definitely knows some, some arm holds and arm bars and things like that. Is this just, what is he trying to do here? Is it, where is I this applying pressure? To, He's just trying to gain gain some positioning, okay. and he's he's using his back to sort of put pressure on Veidt's chest and maybe affect his breathing and try and tire him out. Interesting. I mean that that's got to be really it. Other than that, there's not a ton of strategy here. But you have to think with that weight differential, he, he's got to know that's his advantage. Yeah, this is just one guy laying on top of another guy at this point. For the most part. All right. So a little bit of a, Ooh, all right. bit of a move here. Like part, a side headlock yeah, almost part, up. There is really, this is just two guys. It seems like with how, oh, boy, elbows to the head from Pardo to Vite, and it's, oh, and he's going to kill yeah. him. He's going to murder a, him. Su- and it's a o- succession is, of elbows over. to an unconscious body at yeah, that point. Yeah, that, that's over. He, uh, yeah. some absolutely vicious elbows. Pardo finally worked his way over to where, oh, oh, that's gross. That's that's a bloody mouth. That is a bloody mouth. Yes. Yeah, I did. That's, I didn't see that coming. You know, maybe that's the naivete in me, having not watched a lot of these UFC fights. But uh, I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, to to throw to throw those kind of elbows. Oh, it's that guy. It's that guy <laughs> from last week. What's his name? Gard- I, I, Gard- something. Yeah, Gerard Gordeaux. Yeah, it's that's that guy. Gotta be him. <laughs> UFC one finalist in, in Pardo's corner. Oh, it's that guy. Good to see that guy. <laughs> great, great. So, to so see at it. this point, at this point, it seems like Vite is out, and he takes. Oh God, four. Looks like five, five, maybe six more elbows. When, <laughs> when he's he clearly unconscious. Yeah. That I, I would, I would say the first or second one fully knocked him out. Oh, he's And not, then there's yeah, just a succession of elbows. In uh, in what's his name? Part guard Pardo. Pardo's defense, it seems like he does realize that this guy is out and he doesn't really try and inflict any more damage after that. But yeah, it, it looks like that first elbow to the head, the second one at the worst, just knocked this guy clean out. 
Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I'm thinking more Mario Lopez with this guy than Rick Pitino oh, now. Now that I get Slater. a second look. Little A.C. Slater. And just a tiny bit of A.C. Slater. I mean, it's, it's very, very funny. I would love to know. I mean, obviously, because we don't have the audio, it's, it, it, yeah. you don't hear what they say. But, like, what do you ask in this situation? Like, what do you expect them to say? Well, you won, and you have to win two more fights. Like, did you give hey, I'm going to try thought, my best. Did you give I any thought to killing that man? Yeah, I certainly heard him. Certainly heard him. Oh, well, back titles I can read. That's that's exciting. Maybe uh, we just weren't buffered enough. That was pretty. That's, that was clear. I can't see it in yeah, the front. Yeah, check that internet connection. <laughs> I pay a lot of money for this internet connection, so it better be good. All right, so I'm guessing the next one is Hoist Gracie, Jason DeLucia. Yes, it is. And this is not going to be a long fight. It's going to be pretty much over by the time it loads. Let me know. Jason Jason DeLucia, uh, a little bit of a pancreas background as I I go through here. I'm not super familiar with him, uh, but I see a ton of matchups against guys like Boss Rutten and uh, a few other big names from from pancreas. So definitely some fighting, some combat background, because my guess is most of those fights happened prior to to the early UFC or right after. I am at one second. All right, let's push play. As far as I know, all of those names you just said were completely made up. Ah, Boss Rutten is a... uh, Oh, Oh, right right into into it. All right, 5'10", 190 for DeLucia, and it's over. I'll never know how big (laughs) Hoist Gracie is until his next fight, um, as I'm guessing he doesn't lose in about 30 seconds. (laughs) Well, I mean, DeLucia is on top early. I mean, right in there, and Hoist looking to battle to to get into some sort of guard position. But DeLucia is in, like, a weird attempt at, like, like half guard, but but Hoist isn't really letting him out, but he's kind of got it. And Hoist completely flips him over, and now he's in mount. Yeah, I'm guessing this is <laughs> this is going to be it. Oh no! Well, he got he got out of it, sort of. To me, this lo- I, just looks like one man trying to make love to another man. <laughs> it, it is very very <laughs> uh, reminiscent of that. <laughs> what is funny though is is it, did you not watch UFC one, Delucia? Like like you come right out and you go right at Hoist like and is get in the grappling contest. So is he choking That's, him? That's a choke. Yeah, he he's 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 get yeah there he's he's. Using oh, uh, sort of nice. like arm pressure and then there, snaps him right into an arm bar and Delucia is tapping oh, like yeah, absolute he's, crazy. He's, yes, he could not get out of that quickly enough. Yeah. And it, it is over. Hoyt Gracie will advance. I, I uh, mean, he you, has you talk about this shirt though. So you talk about just sheer dominance. Just I mean, it, but terrible game plan what from Delucia. What is he saying? Like, I, I don't know. They're very. Very friendly after fights. They really are. There's not a lot of animosity. I think maybe he's thanking him for not completely breaking his arm, which he could have. <laughs> yeah, pro- I mean, I guess. To be honest, though, like, what, what was your strategy? Run right at the guy who is clearly the best grappler in the competition? Like, what? I don't know. I guess back then we weren't talking about a lot of game plans. The entire Gracie family right on the outside cheering Hoist on. All in white shirts. Really looking prominent. Uh, yeah, all right. Well, and this is the first time we've seen a uh, a white guy versus a brown guy. So, Oh, my God. This, this what is your obsession bad. with this? I'm just interested in how it's breaking out. I notice patterns. You are uh, ridiculous. I, I, not- I notice patterns is all it is. Well, it's Ho- fine Ho- by Ho- me. Hoyt Gracie with a nice easy win here, and that fight is over. Yeah, not not a lot of. Not, I mean, th- these fights as we as we get down into 
sort of the later the the, the later rounds and, and a lot of UFC two, you don't see a lot of uh, a lot of lengthy matchups, no. which is very interesting. Well, I'm um, interested to know what's coming up next. What is our next fight? Johnny Rhodes and Pat Smith. All right, so we're going back up to the top. Pat Smith, Johnny Rhodes. All right. Well, I can now see who wins most of these fights just looking at who's still left, but fair enough. <laughs> All right, Johnny Rhodes, Pat Smith. We're going to open that one up. And uh, let me know when you're ready to go. One second. Let's go. All right, so this one will be a little bit longer. Hey, did you watch that video I sent you? Hey, it's Jim Brown. <laughs> uh, which video was it? The, uh, I'm the, sure I did. The Talia Tooley video. Oh, the one? No, I didn't. Where they interview him, like, uh, years later? Yeah, he said it, he's in Hawaii at his uh, food truck. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't catch all of it because I was, I was preoccupied with, uh, awesome. with something else. It's but... awesome. You should watch it. I'm gonna have to go back and and watch it. It was pretty lengthy, wasn't it? It was pretty. It was fairly significant, but uh, it was awesome. And there's a lot of Japanese businessmen in the front row. <laughs> they're ready to go, man. If you don't think there's money being wagered on this, I have to imagine that's what they're there checking out. I assume they thought this was karaoke. <laughs> well, you have to think with with the way and the sort of the the rise of MMA kind of coming from. You know, Asia. Yeah, they, they 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 have to have some fans that are looking to cross over. Pat Smith just working the bags here or the pads, just yeah. really. Oh, here we go. We got to give the redemption story. What do we? I don't know what we're talking about. Oh, uh, showing Pat's loss at UFC one uh, really quickly. Gotcha. I mean, I saw what was going on, but it wasn't exactly clear to me. Gotcha. Well, with no audio, always difficult, obviously. But they have to give that that background. You know, he's here to redeem himself for that that unfortunate loss to to Ken Shamrock. I don't know who the main announcer is for the UFC, uh, but he looks like a young poor man's Adam Carolla. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to know how much Jim Brown actually talks. I, barely ever, because whenever they cut to him, we never see we never see his mouth move. No, he's just sitting there quietly. <laughs> he's there. He's there for like. Uh... Legitimacy, like legitimate sport. Cashing you a bring check. in Jim Brown to talk about everything. Just cashing a check. That's all it is for Jim Brown. Hey, man. If you could do it, why not? Well, this guy... That's Pat Smith the, already in the ring. That's the spit bucket, I guess. So that's that's fun. And here comes the 14-hour preamble by Rich the G-Man Goins. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, this is excessive. So you... So you're saying Buffer, who is clearly more well-known, gets yes. basically no face time, whereas uh, the G-Man was basically the star of UFC's 1 and 2. I mean, don't get me wrong. Bruce Buffer definitely gets face time. He starts off the cards, and, and like obviously they show him. But throughout this whole part, like once he starts giving the fighters stats, it cuts over to them relatively quickly, and they're there on the fighter a lot longer than, than when you're looking at it right now. Gotcha. Let me ask you a question. Uh, so, yes, that uh, was that is my dad to the right of Johnny Rhodes as his trainer. I was. Wow. I didn't. That wasn't that, your question. I was. I didn't notice that. I didn't know that Steve was uh, such a big part of the UFC early <laughs> on. But, but my no 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 no. My question is, how long is it until until we get into female fighters? You're not. You're not looking at female fighters until well into, like the UFC 100s, okay. like. Uh, so is there anybody is I know Crono is probably the first like big one, but was there anybody who was big before Crono? 
but not in the UFC. Carano oh, never okay. actually fought in the U. Oh, huge LA Gear T-shirt in the background. <laughs> Sorry, had to mention LA Gear. Well, who were the first um, big women? The the first women's fight uh, or the first title fight, which was on the first card with women, was uh, Ronda Rousey versus Liz Carmouche. Oh, really? Um, so it's not until Rousey. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but and that's and that's well after because for the longest oh, time. Jesus. Big, big. For the, for the longest time, the the Dana White was a guy that said he didn't want to see women M, women's MMA and didn't ever want to didn't ever expect it to be in the UFC. Yeah, I know he um, didn't really want Rousey, and he just kind of lucked into Rousey. And I believe he kind of lucked into McGregor too, right? Uh, sort of. McGregor had almost basically, I mean, as the story kind of goes from him, he was kind of <laughs> done with fighting and didn't think the UFC was going to happen, and kind of walked away and then got the call, and now we see where he's at now. Um, so yeah, I mean, he sort of fell into it. I mean, it helps oh, be super marketable. Yeah, I love the legal headbutt against the cage. It's good. Really? It's, that's, that's excellent. That's, that's war headbutts. This guy is he? How is he not dead? Like he's breaking his neck. Is yeah, he, I mean, oh, I guess yeah. It there is. it is. Tapped with his foot, standing guillotine. All right. That's quick. That's quick work, right there. You don't see many standing guillotines. I mean, there's a few that come to mind in modern day. Uh, John Jones, Leota Machida, where he choked him out unconscious to the point where when he let him go he fell face first onto the mat awesome uh but you don't see a lot of that that's i mean that's that's some good skill for the original ufcs well tough loss for johnny rhodes who looks like the love child of denzel washington and wesley snipes i thought i thought he looked a lot like ernie hudson i can see some ernie hudson in there as as if he was the fourth ghostbuster yeah like he could be the stunt double for ernie hudson and ghostbusters yeah it's perfect you know, Pat Smith making it to the finals. Very excited, this lady in the orange jacket. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Pat Smith is ready to go. Man, that headbutt is ridiculous. He hit him right in the chin with it. Yeah, how is that allowed? I Everything was legal except for, like, eye gouging and, like, uh, like I, I don't even, I mean, eye gouging and biting, basically. <laughs> and it has to be, like, vicious eye gouging. A, a slight eye gouge is fine. Yeah, I mean, if you get an accidental eye poke here and there, they're not going to disqualify you. But if you're trying to dig somebody's eyeballs out of their head, they're not going to be happy with it. That's understandable. Yeah. I mean, boom, right to the – I mean, it like grazes the chin with that. It was yeah. thinking it would have done more damage to himself if he hit head first into the cage. Yeah, that's probably true. That's just a, a random headbutt being thrown and then tries to snap this gentleman's neck off. <laughs> And that's it. But you see the corner get the towel thrown in there. I, I haven't seen anybody tap with their feet really ever, so that's interesting. I like how they're holding him up. His that's... fights so far, he's had a total of uh, 20. He's literally had three fights, and the total has been like just over three minutes. Yeah, he... which is which is really impressive to be honest for that many fights. Yeah, well, I think that just speaks to the disparity of talent in these oh, early for fights. Sure. For sure. I mean, Pat Smith was a pro kickboxer who certainly could could kind of punch with, with the best of them. And you saw the guy he fought previously yeah, the other, the other in Scott Morris. A, the other guy was a pro kickball player. Scott, Scott Morris looked like – he looked like every guy you would picture like when you roll into that small town that's like at the coffee shop that you walk into to get directions, like in any 80s horror movie. Sure. That's what Scott Morris looks like. He's going to be chasing you later through the woods is what you're getting Most at. likely. Most likely. A little wrong turn. Yeah. A lot uh, of replay. 
yeah, lot of replay. Well, you have to. It was a very another very very short fight, and I would think that you know they want to get to at least a certain length for the total UFC. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure with pay per view contracts, there had to be some sort of minimum met. Big John not quick to stop fights in in the early goings of the UFC. Yeah, it does not appear. I, so. I mean, he let he let he let Remco Pardue smash a, a unconscious Orlando Veet uh, um, for a while. Yeah, it seemed like Pardue was actually the one who was kind of like, all right, maybe he was we like, okay, stop this. I think I, I think I've hurt him yeah. enough. Yeah, he may not be alive anymore. Can somebody call this? All right, so we're going to Hoist Gracie Remco Pardue, correct? That's where we're headed. All right. Yeah, th- this is not exactly listed in the smartest order, but... Yeah, it's an interesting... Uh, it kind of gives it away for you a little bit. Well, I read the description of the first one, so I kind of knew what was going to happen. <laughs> but... Because I thought it was the first fight. Yeah, and that's that's the one weird thing when you look at Fight Pass on on the computer especially with these older ones man it could be just because like the way the pay-per-view worked was obviously they skipped those first seven preliminary matchups yeah and went right to hoist gracie's first uh first matchup so like that's when they went live but then the order of the fights is wrong too it's weird yeah who knows all right well ready to go when you are i'm in all right let's go i am uh three seconds into this thing yeah, Ooh, it's, you're kind like of, it's kind of two like two seconds ahead of me. Oh boy, it's kind of <laughs> like you know they don't really know what to do with the UFC at this point. It's kind of what we deal with with the the, the Major League Baseball draft right now, where they're like, I think we'll air around, but that might be enough. I don't. Is there interest in more than that? What should we show? For the record, I, I, I do watch the MLB draft just because I'm sick in the head. You might be the only person that watches it. I like honestly. To know who, I like to know who the Phillies pick like to know well yeah that's in that team plus you know we had first pick in the draft last year super exciting Although oh yeah determined in advance they were going to take maniac well i mean first pick in the first pick of the draft in a i mean relatively not star-studded draft class yeah there was not a bryce harper or an alex rodriguez or a strasberg or nothing better than finishing in last place and not having a clear-cut number one pat burrow <laughs> Conga line. Yeah, there's there's a hoist Gracie Conga line. The Phillies have not fared well when they have uh, had that worst record in the in the league. The, the talent no. has not been great. First of all, you can't you can't. I, I know Pat Burrell didn't live up to the number one number one expectations. We did win a World Series with him. So what? We won a World Series with Pete Cavilia. Does that mean that we did not win a World Series <laughs> with Pete Cavilia? We went to a world. That's an excellent mustache. My God, that is a very sweet mustache. And that kid does not care to be there. No, he he barely wants to drink out of that, that soft drink. All right. Well, part he's of us talking to the the gentleman from last week and a guy with a mullet, so he's got a good corner. Six one one seventy six for Hoist Gracie. Six four two sixty for Pardo. Almost a hundred pound weight advantage. I mean, that's and Goins looks like. Like, I don't even know what is on his mind right now. It's like, buck tooth sticking out. That he, smile. You can't do that, Rich. Yeah, that is creepy. That is the thing of nightmares. Oh, oh my gosh. That, I'm gonna, that, that image is seared to my head. Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. That's, that was, <laughs> he needs some dental surgery immediately. 
That's that's you know you got to know when the camera's on you, and because it's UFC two, it's always on you, Mister yeah, Goins. That is the Rich Goins camera. That's just Absolutely. always on Rich Goins. Dedicated to. Well, I mean, every everyone in uh, everyone in Pardo's corner looks like they're a bad guy from John Wick. Yeah. Well. Like. Well, what's his name? Gordo, actually, I think he is. So. He's he's the main guy. They're all henchmen. It's great. John Wick, very underrated film, by the way. I, don't, I haven't only seen watched the first twenty minutes and oh, then really? had to go somewhere. Well, I haven't seen the sequel, but I, I dug the first one. Hyper. Uh, I watched. Yeah, I, I watched the first twenty minutes, like right when John Wick like becomes John Wick again. Sure, sure. sure. And then I had to leave, so I had and I haven't gone back to it. I would like to finish it though. Worth checking out. Instead, I'm going back and watching old seasons of Survivor because that's what I do with my time. Can I tell you what? It's on Amazon Prime Video, and I'm doing the exact same thing. I have uh, CBS All Access. Oh, fancy. And I started I started with season 10, and I'm now on season 13. Well, and I, it's been I, like two weeks. I don't think they have those early ones uh, See, on Prime. I am on season 28 right now, and I started at like 20. I started with the Russell, the first Russell season. Gotcha. Yeah. CBS All Access is great because it has every episode ever. Yeah. Problem is, is... For they have two different subscriptions. One's no commercials. One's with commercials. The That's commercials annoying. is the one I have, and it's the most annoying. Yeah, it's a little annoying. All of a sudden, also, who's Gracie with the just yeah, absolute like? I mean, he's holding him like behind his waist. Yeah, I don't know. For what's a going guy, on. and you would think you would think with the weight advantage, the strength advantage would come, but Pardo just has nothing for him. Yeah, Gracie is uh, a little he, spider monkey action. Yeah, very much over. so. Like he he's clearly much much smaller than this Pardo gentleman. But he is in total control at this point. He's got he's got that that he's he's working for like almost a body lock on his on his with his feet. Yeah, I don't know what that and is, but he's using the gi too, which is the crazy part uh, about gi jujitsu. Um, he's using the gi like if you look at his left hand, yeah, he's using the gi to choke him, basically pulling the collar into his neck as hard as he can. Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't notice that. Thousand percent legal too, which is crazy. Like absolutely one hundred percent legal and. If you're into gi grappling, if you ever watch, you oh, know, gi, there it is, the tap. If you ever watch gi jujitsu, uh, which I don't really, I just know that that is a a technique. They call it a collar choke. Well, I just learned the term gi jujitsu existed. So. <laughs> I don't know. A very disappointing showing, honestly. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. Let's get back to Survivor for a second. Go ahead. Is it worth going back to that far back, like season 10? Well, I mean, for me, I hadn't seen any of those. Ep- I stopped watching it probably right after, like, All-Stars. Okay. See, I, I started very late. I, I, uh, I stopped watching it after All-Stars and maybe, like, the season after that, which was season 9. And so I was just like, you know what? Let me just start here. It, I mean, it's the same game, yeah. you know? Um, my, my, my sister-in-law was here and I was watching it and she was saying that, uh, like how different it is. Cause she watches it still like modern day. I do too. Yeah. And she, she was just saying like, it's obviously the, the video quality is a lot worse because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you're talking 2005, 2006. Yeah. Um, but even like the challenges are a little bit different, but it's the same strategy. You know what I mean? Well, is that, Which I don't is, think at that point, have idols been introduced at that point? I don't think Season so. 11 is the first idol. Okay, yeah, because those early seasons did not have the idols. And then season twelve is Exile Island, so that's when they first 
that's when they first implement the Exile Island portion of it. I'm, I might have watched been watching it season 12. Because I, I definitely saw an Exile Island season, but I don't remember which one it was. It was the one where Ozzy gets kicked off a lot. I don't know. Who cares? Where I, they send him to... I think that's season 13, because there's now a guy named Ozzy in the season that I'm watching. Yeah, it's, that's, that's Ozzy. He's a, he's a legend. Ozzy's an absolute legend. Which... Although... <laughs> Was I the one who said this to you? I think I might have said it to uh, to Ancho on the other show. But this is a, you know, it's a, what's this, Game Changers? And yeah. every single person who came back has put on 20 to 25 pounds from their original season. Interesting. They're just, they're, just, they're just getting ready. But <laughs> I, know, uh, I know this has now become uh, the Survivor UFC podcast. That's yeah, fine. Um, but... The, the interesting part, the season 13 starts off very weird where they they basically start with four tribes and they, they separate them by ethnicity. That which seems is like they would not be allowed to do that anymore. That's 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 exactly what my wife said when we started it, because I finished season I finished season 12 yesterday and we didn't really have anything else to do. So I was like, let's just start season 13. Sure. And it was that's like exactly the way it started. And to think. In ten years, if they even attempted that, the outrage oh, yeah. that would occur it would be it would be un unbelievable. Well, I'm trying to think. I feel like they did something kind of similar in a season recently. I know they did like millennials versus Gen Xers or yeah, something like that. I'm getting at. I have to, I have to look, but. I think they, something along those lines has happened fairly recently. Uh, anyway, the uh, the finale here is going to be Hoist Gracie against Pat Smith, UFC 2. Let me know when you're ready. Pretty good matchup, you know. Hoist, they, they both kind of worked through their opponents pretty quickly. Um, I am ready to go. Let's go. All right, the fight is on. We've got to, we're going to be here for another 11 minutes and 40 seconds. Pat Smith really ready to go, being carried into the well, not, maybe not carried, but he's resting his arms on the guys in front of him. You got to save energy whenever you can. Really high haircuts for these guys, really intimidating. Yeah, he kind uh, of like, I don't know, the guy kind of wants to be Matt Damon, but he's not there. <laughs> uh, it's I mean, you know, honestly, it's exactly what he looks like. He wants to. He def- definitely wants to be Matt Damon. Again, Pat Smith in front of his hometown crowd from Denver, oh, or nice. at least fighting out of Denver. Um, I know we mentioned that last week, but very, you know, that, that's got to be a lot of pressure. At least this time he, he kind of lived up to it and made it all the way to uh, to the finals here. You know what? I didn't look at the date. Oh. Oh, we've got some, uh, some, some graphic nudity going on here. <laughs> well, is, redemption. Redemption 94 on the back of the man applying the Vaseline uh, might be my new favorite favorite shirt and clearly airbrushed on, which is excellent. Always love custom T-shirts for the uh, corner guys. Yeah, how much do you, how much do you think he's paying the guy to apply Vaseline to him? Mm, not enough. No, agreed. Uh, so, how much time has passed between UFC one and UFC two? Because I know it's a different year, but I didn't see the date. Uh, to be honest, I don't, I didn't look at the date either. Um, my guess is it's because 
UFC one, I believe, was in March of '93, so it's no, got to be November. It was November. November. Okay. okay, so this is March. This is March 1994. Now that I look Perfect. at it, perfect. There it is. So some time has passed. About six months months has yeah. passed. Again, which makes me think, why did these guys not watch any sort of tape uh, on on Hoist Gracie? Right. I wonder how readily available it was at that point. Well, probably not super readily available, and, and but I mean, you have to think that back then, and I, I, it all depends on marketing and and your team, wouldn't they have gotten that pay-per-view out on a VHS rather quickly? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, remember I love going, it. I'm, you're, I'm a little bit older than you are, and I remember going to uh, Suncoast Video at the, oh. King, at the King of Prussia Mall when yeah. when v, they were selling VHSs, and VHSs, like, they were going for, like, $79 each. Jesus. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely. I remember I remember constantly renting stuff from West Coast Video. Sure, sure, sure. That was the best. Well, WCV. West Coast Video, Blockbuster, all those all those entertaining entertaining places. I mean, I I rented so many video. The problem was, and I, I have to imagine that my parents thought I was insane because I would rent sure. like the same movies over and over again. Yeah, well. I think your parents know you're insane. The and then issue. and then I, I used uh, – my my uh, my cousin had like a VHS collection that would put like anyone else's to shame. Like they had so many VHSs on their wall. Like it was unbelievable. Well, you saw – you were around for my old DVD collection, right? You saw yeah, that. I mean we're not going that ridiculous. But they, they definitely had a ton. And the only movie I ever would borrow was Little Giants. That's it. <laughs> Just Little Giants. I was never interested in anything else. If it's not Little Giants, I'm out. That's pretty much where I was at. You know, I don't think I've ever seen it. Stop. I don't you, think you, I've ever seen okay. it. Okay. You know what? We're starting a Little Giants podcast then. I so I'm forcing you to watch it. Maybe. Minute by minute. I don't know. Well, the problem is we can't do that because because uh, we don't have the audio, and I imagine the experience is much different without audio. <laughs> it probably is. Well, unless you do one of those like like Star Wars minute style podcasts. All right, maybe here's here's what I'll commit to. <laughs> maybe then maybe when I'm back in back in Pennsylvania, we'll get together, we'll put some headphones on so that people can't hear the audio, and we'll watch Little Giants. <laughs> See how it Dude, goes. The, the cameos alone, the, I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah, I don't, can I admit something else? And I think I might Feel get, free. I might get kicked out of sports fandom for this, but. I've just kind of accepted that, like, I'm the guy that hasn't seen Hoosiers. Yeah, see, I've seen it, but it was a long time ago. Eh. Never seen Hoosiers. Everybody talks about it so reverently, but... I mean, it's definitely a good movie. I mean, I've never... You know what? I've never seen Rudy. Take that, Notre Dame fans. Get out of my face. I've seen Rudy. But when it comes to basketball movies, I really prefer the blue chips or the air up there. Yeah, I'll take the air up there. (laughs) Little Jimmy Dolan shake and bake. <laughs> uh, Pat Smith looking very comfortable as as we get her. Big John, his first UFC main event, still going strong twenty plus years later. He is a uh, what do you think? He's like twenty four, twenty five uh, at this he, point. Yeah, he looks very young, but jacked. All right, well the fight is on. Hoist Gracie, Pat Smith, finals UFC two, and uh, Gracie's stance is interesting too. It's just a uh... Well, he's just not a striker, so, I mean, the the hands aren't super high, and he's just trying to sort of get, he's just trying to sort of to gauge, you know, the timing to where he can try and shoot in, and here we go, look for some sort of takedown. 
so this fight should last about two to three minutes, judging from yeah. how long it takes. To yeah, wrap it can't be. So I be mean, based short. off the yeah, based off the time of the video, you'd have to imagine it's not super long. Here, here it is down in in sort of that side half or half guard position. Passmith did have his legs closed. Now nah, full, oh, full that's mount. Not, not good. That's not a good. He's in that mounted position. Passmith holding holding him close though, not letting him sort of posture up to to really maximize his position, which is nice. I was fighting for his life at this point. Yeah, for the most. I mean, fighting for that UFC two title. What do you think the prize money was at this point? Ah, uh, like like thirty five bucks and a fifty dollars no, video was, card for Blockbuster. It was probably like a hundred thousand dollars. Really, in nineteen ninety four? Maybe. I have a hard time believing that. And there it is, Taps, due to strikes. Oh, you're not gonna see crap. you're not gonna see that very often from, from Hoist Gracie, but some, some punches to the face leading to Pat Smith uh calling it quits. Alright. Congratulations. Hoist Re- Gracie, the repeat champion. Repeat champion through UFC two. Really impressive. I mean, you know, the expectations and all. Uh so let's see. I don't the buy rate, I don't know why. I guess that means how many people bought the pay-per-view. 300,000 yeah. people bought the pay-per-view. Uh, huh? Only 2,000 in attendance. Mail, uh, March 11th, 1994. The winner received $60,000. All right, close enough. 60000 is not bad. 100000 felt high. Even 60000 yeah. honestly, kind of feels high for me, given that, you know, this the is... The time period? Yeah, and that, you know, this isn't really the moneymaker yet that it is now. Also... Do you think that you jinxed Ray Maualuga from last week when you <laughs> when you said that he was in the corner of one of the fighters from UFC 1 and then he was promptly cut by the Bengals the next day? Well, he's got some time to be in anybody's corner he wants now. That's true. Who's uh, crazy doesn't even look like he's that tired. No, he doesn't. He did a couple of shots. It looks like he's a little bit worse for the wear, but... Definitely so, some cuts. Way worse than he was at the end of last week's fight when, well six months ago his fight when he was basically he basically won by taking like three punches the entire yeah. night they're, they're trying to figure out his grappling oh, that mustache front and center yeah that guy i'm not i'm gonna get in trouble for saying stuff about that so i'm not going <laughs> i love to. I, I like the hoist on the shoulder and carry around the ring it's it's really really excellent yeah Oh, back-to-back champion Hoist Gracie. Next week we get the uh, we get the big 600-pounder, right? Yes, we do. UFC three, the much-anticipated debut. Is that still a tournament style, or what's the deal? It is. It is still tournament style. Well, is that one of the early fights? Because I feel like we have to watch that fight. Uh, nah. I think it's featured in the tournament. Okay. So I don't he- remember how. You know, the you because of they, they weren't really uniform, so like where they skipped a bunch this week or in this in in this UFC, they don't necessarily do that for everyone. So it varies from card to card. Right, but I mean the feasibility of us, you know, we're right here at the we're at a, the 55 minute mark for us, and uh, we've watched seven fights. So the feasibility of watching like a whole 16 man tournament just isn't really there unless we're going to do a two hour podcast. Oh, uh, I mean, we we can sneak that one in just for uh, for reference if if it is an opening round clash. Oh, we have to. Um, I I will absolutely. Get, I will quit this thing if we do not watch that fight. Wow, there you go. Look at this writing on the big check. Never seen that. It was unprepared, and he actually wrote on it on camera to give to Hoist Gracie. Well, those checks cost like two hundred dollars. Those novelty checks. So they're not going to just go ahead and have sixteen of them made up. <laughs> 
Can't just pencil it in. <laughs> uh, understandable. Although I guess you could have probably done it in the back and brought it yeah. out. Yeah, maybe like maybe like the, the 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 like seventeen minutes of real time in between him finishing the fight and then them presenting it to him. Like you probably could have penciled that in there. Hoist Gracie's got to be the the richest mixed martial arts fighter in the world at this period of time. I mean, potentially. It depends on what Jap- uh, what Japanese promotions were paying the guys who were fighting over there. I forget but certainly that that's a for, thing. Certainly for fights on American soil. I forget that's a thing. You said these other these other Gracies are fighters too, right? Some of these other Gracies. Yeah, they're all all the brothers are all jujitsu guys. A lot of them eventually competed in you know different different organizations, Pride, uh, Valley Tudo stuff in Brazil some UFC stuff. You don't see a ton of them in the UFC, really just Hoist and uh, Henzo Gracie. Um, most of them are older now, though, so you don't really see a lot of them. Um, really the most acclaimed one, at, at least, you know, through through the grapevine that you hear is uh, his brother Hickson Gracie. Oh, Hickson. Um, he, he's supposedly the, the best of the best out of all of them. Did a lot of fighting in pride, um, you know, Really, really skilled uh, throughout. I mean, they're they're all very good. I mean, their dad essentially created Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, so they they grew up learning it. So it's sort of like what you're going to eventually see with with the UFC, where you have kids who are growing up with these martial arts. You know where the sport's going to go talent-wise sure. in the near future. They were essentially like the predecessors to that because they grew up from an early age putting people in arm bars and you know, choking people out to, to now, you know, winning UFC one and two. Sorry, Gregory, what did you say that gentleman's name was? Which guy? The, the one who we hear the most about. Oh, Hickson. It's R H I. Oh, oh, oh. So I was going to tell you you're wrong, but then you're telling me that I'm an idiot because Royce is somehow pronounced Hoyce. So yeah, yeah. Rickson, Hickson (laughs) Gracie. Listen, it's, it's those silent R's, I'm uh, telling you. Uh, well, it's not even silent. It's it's pronounced it's like as an H. H sound. Yeah, it's pronounced yeah. as an H. Uh, who's apparently a Brazilian eighth degree black belt and red belt. That's exciting. Yeah. In, in Gracie Jiu Jitsu. Wait a second. Very in, impressive. In Gracie Jiu Jitsu, he does he have a whole a whole corner of Jiu Jitsu named after him, his family? Pretty much. They well they created it. it basically, when you talk about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. For the most part, you're talking about Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Now, there are offshoots and there are different people who have their own variations of, of different versions of Jiu-Jitsu. <coughs> but, excuse me, but primarily at the beginning, at the beginning, it was all Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, fair enough. Good for them and uh, good for Hoist Gracie, who is, uh, I don't know what this is moving on to. I'm, I'm in UFC 4 now. For some reason, <laughs> that's auto-playing. There you go. And uh, it's another Hoist Gracie fight. So Skipping ahead. See that? I have, trust me, I have no interest at all in doing that. But, Prominently featured in the early UFC. He's yeah, Hoist Gracie. So my take from having watched two of these now is that uh, Gracie is kind of like, it seems like he's the guy early on. Yeah. I mean, he's he's sort of the face of of the organization and is, is sort of living up to the the billing. He, he, but he's the guy who everyone... Uh, I guess eventually you'll have to shoot after. Well, how long until we see like a real competitor for him? Uh, it, it, it comes rather quickly. I mean, he, he definitely has uh, a ton more fights in these early UFCs and then sort of 
not disappears, but sort of moves moves on from the UFC as it starts to change. But you definitely see. I, I think UFC three is the the one where he fights uh, Kimo Leopoldo, sure. who is a gigantic Hawaiian dude with a bunch of tattoos. Who well, I won't ruin what he does when he comes to the ring because yeah, when you him. see it live, it'll be ridiculous. I know. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited. This but, week there was a little bit of a letdown because I didn't get to watch that big 600 pounder. Next week, I, I cannot be more excited for next Thursday. Yeah, ne- next week is filled with surprises. I'm excited. <laughs> Me too, buddy. Genuinely excited. All right, so that has been UFC 2. Once again, congratulations to Hoist Gracie for winning that some 23 years ago. You know, thanks for listening to the show. Again, we can't thank you enough for the, the kindness and the positive reviews and the positive comments and all of that stuff. Please, please, please keep that coming. Only going to help us. It's only going to keep us doing more and more and more. Uh, and uh, until next Thursday, well, for us, next Friday for you, I'm Chris Horwardell. He's Greg Crone. Thanks for listening.